This week on The Clubhouse, it's another mini-episode with two super special guests. Sean Persaud is an actor and writer who you may have seen on the web series Talking Marriage with Ryan Bailey. Mary-Kate Wiles is an actress who is best known for her work as Lydia Bennett in The Lizzie Bennett Diaries. You can hear more of Mary-Kate's dulcet tones as she narrates the audiobook for The Epic Adventures of Lydia Bennett. She is also a part of the upcoming comedy musical Spies Are Forever with the Tin Can Brothers, where she will be joined by former guest of the show, Tessa Netting. I will include all the links to these great projects on clubhousepodcast.com. This episode was recorded in our seats at Dodger Stadium. Joining us in the clubhouse today, Sean Persaud and Mary Kate Wells! I am back here at Dodger Stadium. Anthony is still, sadly, back in New York City, but I have two very special guests with me today. I have the gorgeous and spectacularly talented Sean Prasad. <laughs> and I have the uh, equally talented, but maybe a little bit less gorgeous, Mary Kay Wiles. <laughs> Welcome to the clubhouse, you two. Thank you so Thanks. much. So, Mary. Yes. First of all, Mary, Mary Kate. What? What is? What do we? What do people call you? Mary Kate. Thank Mary you Kate. for asking. Okay, so Thank Mary you. Kate. Yes. How many baseball games have you been to in your life? Do you think? Not exactly, but a ballpark uh, figure. I think this is like three or four for me. All here at Dodger Stadium, or yeah, maybe somewhere else. I think just here. Okay, so where are you from originally? I'm from Arkansas, and I may have get, gone to a game, a Razorback game at some point. Okay, but as far as the, I think that's always, that's, that's, that's difficult. I don't think we've had anybody on the podcast so far who grew up in a state without a Major League Baseball team. But, it's true. So did you, did baseball enter your life at all as a kid? Beyond just ha seeing it on television, no, not really. Do you remember which teams you were, cause I don't even know what, the, maybe the Braves, like who your local team would be. Do you know who, like, what, what most people are a fan of where you grew up? I honestly don't know. My dad is from San Jose, so he is a Giants fan. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I guess Cardinals oh, really? is closest, but nobody is super in, well, I don't know, maybe in my circles. I never really heard anybody talking about it too much. So I think everybody sort of ascribes to their own personal, like, you know, I am originally from here sort of team idea since there's nothing sure. there. Also, we, in the same way, Arkansas doesn't have, like, a, an NFL team or anything like that. It's, it's all very much about the college sports there. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And, Sean, you grew up in Baston. Yeah. Is this correct? So you grew up a Red Sox fan, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, I, I, was, I grew up, when I was little, I was in Florida. 
and then I moved to Boston when I was like 10. So were the Marlins, uh, they were the Florida Marlins at that point? Yeah, they, I think they, be- they became a team when I lived in Florida. I remember the date exactly. But I wasn't really into sports until I moved to Boston. And it's hard to not be a sports fan when you're there. It does permeate. It is pretty much every restaurant, bar, store you walk into, someone wants to talk to you about some sort of game that's happening, which I do dig about Boston. And then and when I lived in Boston, we were all terrible. All of our teams were bad. And um, and, and I, I moved right before they all got good. So I've sort of been living vicariously through people back home. Well, so do you remember your first game at Fenway? I remember... Um, I remember walking across the Turnpike Bridge to Fenway, and I remember that Roger Clemens pitched. It was 1993. I don't remember anything else. It's all right. You got to see Clemens pitch from the Red Sox. Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to hear an ovation. Hold on one second. Listen to this. They are taking... Zach Greinke, Mr. Mattingly has walked out to the mound, and Zach Greinke is coming out of the game after pitching uh, seven innings of one-run ball. Uh, he has walked the first two batters here in the eighth inning, and so it's time for him to take his seats. But by the time you guys hear this, well, actually, I don't know. Regardless, I'm calling it now, obviously. Greinke is going to win the Cy Young, despite the fact that Arietta probably ha- has made a case for it here in the second half. <coughs> Excuse me, that, that Mr. Greinke will most likely be... Uh, taking home yet another Cy Young to take to his the off-season home that's going to be worth about $180, $200 million more come uh, this December. But uh, So back to our conversation. Zach Cranky also has two hits in this game. He does have two hits in this game. Sean and I, uh, Sean, you know what, Sean? Anthony and I talk all the time about how the fact that neither he nor I are really big sabermetrics guys. You're a sabermetrics guy. You're our first kind of sabermetrics guy on the podcast. So... I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna put you on the spot now, because I'm gonna ask you the same question I asked you before, and you better give me the same answer. Okay. This is what I ask every single sabermetrician. I will become a sabermetrician right now if you can explain war to me in under 30 seconds. Right. And I can't do it. Um, I don't know that there is anybody who, who can, really. They can't. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not useful. I don't think so either, but for me, here's the bottom line. This game is a, ch- it's a game. The people, the, the, the listeners of the podcast have heard me say this a million times, and I'll say it again. We are currently watching a bunch of grown men wearing pajamas, hitting a ball with a stick. This is a game for children. Children need to be able to understand it. As a kid, I didn't like math, but you taught me a batting average. You taught me, you know, an ERA. You taught me a, a slugging percentage, and I actually started to like math, and I actually understood it. I'm a relatively smart gentleman. I can't calculate war, and I don't know how the heck I'm going to be able to explain it to my little niece, Anika, when she is trying to learn baseball. How is she going to understand war? Well, you don't have to explain it to her. You don't have to. Like, I, there are, uh, there are sabermetric uh, stats that I understand like way more than war that I could explain to you. Um, war is really complicated, and it takes in, like we were talking about, uh, it takes into account defense, which is really hard to, to quantify, and I don't know that it's the most accurate thing, but um, I also, the, a lot of the sabermetricians that I follow wouldn't, wouldn't swear by it. Wouldn't, they wouldn't say that this is the only thing that you can look at. And I think when you take, in, take into account other things, 
it just becomes another useful tool, especially for front offices who are spending millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, I think it's a good idea to have as much information. Well, here's what, and I think, you know, if Anthony were sitting here with me, I believe uh, he would agree with me, is I think that actually there's a lot of good to be had out of say I, I'm, I'm, you know, busting, you know, your chops a little bit here. But, you know, I, I do think, as we discussed, I think WHIP is a wonderful stat. And I think there's a lot of great stats that have come out of the sabermetricians movement. I just get a little annoyed sometimes when, if I talk to someone and let's say we're talking MVP conversation, they just want to talk about, well, this person has X war and this guy's got X minus one war. And so it's a clear, this guy clearly, no, that's not the way any of this works. It's not so cut and dry. It's a lot more complicated than that. I think, I mean, I, you're talking about Mike Trout versus Miguel Cabrera. The man won the triple crown is what I'm saying. The man won the triple crown. The first one since 1967. You know, Mike, Mike Trout does a lot of things that Miguel Cabrera doesn't. Like, I, I, David Ortiz is one of my favorite players ever. And I don't think, I can't argue that he would deserve an MVP award because there's a lot of things he doesn't do. I think that Mike Trout is a fantastic baseball player. I think that we as a society love to put things up on pedestals very, very fast and call them the next Willie Mays and the next whatevers. And I'd like to see Mr. Trout do it for 5, 10, 15 years before I'm ready to anoint him the next whatever. That's true. But MVP is just the MVP for that year. I agree with you. I agree with you. But Mike Trout's going to have plenty of opportunities to win him some MVPs. Mr. Miguel Cabrera hit a, there's a family show, so I'll just say a gosh darn triple crown. First one since 1967. You give the man the MVP. Sure. Sure. (laughs) All right. Um, I, you know, uh, the other thing about sabermetrics that I like is every year is that there's a new, like, hot stat. I, this year, it's like exit velocity. And it's like... What? Actually, it's, it's, it is fun to follow that it's stuff. <laughs> and, and you're like, okay, well, how did, who, who figured this out? And why does this matter? And, like, they don't all stick, but some of them are really interesting. And it's just another way to look at the game. You know who is used to coming up with these? A bunch of nerds. And you know what? So that actually kind of brings us to Mary, Kate, and I, how we met was actually at uh, something called a, a geeky con, yes. where you know all these kids uh, are who are obsessed with your Harry Potter's, your Doctor Who's, video games, uh, what have you, uh, YouTube. Uh, 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 Mary Kate is the uh, wonderful one of the stars of the uh, web series Phenomena, the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. She has a book coming out that she is the beautiful cover model for that is coming out soon. She also did the audiobook uh, sound, uh, narration. So, uh, uh, but I have a question for you. You've been kind of sitting in between the two of us for I this have. game. Okay. It's been how and how? Well, but but. How does it compare to the, the, I've always said I'm a baseball nerd. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, there's the jock versus nerd. There's the sports people versus the comic book people. When you listen to the two of us bicker like this, is it, how different is it from someone bickering about, you know, your Harry Potters or your Game of Thrones or what have you? I mean, it isn't, you know, it's just about loving something with a lot of, ferocity and I think the people that love Harry Potter love it very fervently and the people who love baseball also love it with quite a passion and um, that's cool you know it's good to love things it's good to get invested in things because it's good to care about things if they make you happy (laughs) well said I like that so you've been to three or four baseball games in your life (laughs) yeah a lot (laughs) no I like listen what did I tell you in the car right here 
You're, I don't know, but it was positive. I <laughs> We've talked about it a lot today. I like bringing people to a ballpark yes. who haven't been to a lot of games. You did say that. Because, I mean, let me just ask you. What has your experience been as far as, you know, you said before that, that you know, sometimes you might be sitting in, in, in seats that you get distracted a little yes. bit and you can't, you know, really pay attention to every play. So what has been your experience today? I actually today, well, you all have been explaining things to me very well and very thoroughly. <laughs> also, we're sitting closer than I ever have before. So it's a little easier to pay attention when you're right up next to it. Um, but like you were saying, it's like very nice to enjoy a game, but also in a leisurely manner and feel like you can also walk around and get a nice treat and or have a good conversation while still uh, enjoying the game and not feeling like you can't look away or you'll, you know what I mean? Uh, or that everyone around you is screaming constantly. <laughs> I don't love that either. <laughs> so it's, it's been very nice. Okay. So we're going to wrap this up real quick because uh, we got a little bit more baseball to watch here uh, as I lovingly stare at uh, Andrew McCutcheon taking cuts in the on-deck circle. Of, oh, he's so good. <laughs> he really is, isn't he? Um, so the way we normally end our podcast is that we ask our guests what is kind of the one quintessential moment that you can remember being quintessentially baseball. That one moment that you say, this is why I'm a baseball fan. This is, it doesn't have to be necessarily being at a game. It can just be, uh-oh, folks. As I'm explaining the question, the Pirates have just plated one of Zach Greinke's runs. So he will be charged with yet another earned run for this game, unfortunately. So his disgustingly low ERA will, will go up a couple of ticks. Here goes the Cy Young, sorry. <laughs> ah, Jake Arrieta has now taken over that Cy Young. But uh, so basically we just want to know what your favorite, why you're a baseball fan. That moment you're like, oh, that's why I'm a baseball fan. Oh, um, uh, well, I guess a moment that stands out to me is uh, I was in Boston for the 2003 ALCS, which we won in, I mean, which we lost. <laughs> oh, God. We've just done so much winning since then. Boo! Uh, we lost, of course, um, in heartbreaking fashion. And uh, I was watching it with friends in Salem, Massachusetts, and we were just shell-shocked. And then the next morning, I took the train into work into Boston, and I wore my Red Sox hat. And everybody in the city was wearing Red Sox gear. And it was just, it was like the saddest night. And then you just walked around Boston, and everybody was like, just still there for the team. And it was really, really nice. It's beautiful, man. That's why I love baseball. It's the community. It's the coming together. It's, it's you're going to make me cry. So Mary Kate, we'll end it with you. In your illustrious long fandom of baseball, so why don't we just make it a little simpler? What's been your favorite part of this game so far today that you've really enjoyed? See, my answer for all of all of baseball was going to be that I really loved Angels in the Outfield as a child. <laughs> really, really Who enjoyed that love movie. <laughs> Justin Gordon-Levitt waving his arms up and down to it, Danny Glover and uh, was it Danza, Tony Danza, and oh yeah, and Christopher Lloyd. Man, what a star-studded film! <laughs> it changed me truly. That was about the only exposure to baseball I had for a while. Um, uh, what's my favorite moment of this game? Uh, I don't know. There, I've learned so much. <laughs> I, I learned what all of the things are. It was when you learned about war. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I've got a lot of opinions on it, let me tell you. <laughs> what is it good for? 
Absolutely nothing. And with that, folks, we will see you. Oh my goodness, a ball is coming so close to us, but nowhere near us. Perspective, how does it work? So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next time here in the clubhouse. We're going to tell you about our first giveaway. I have a 2016 baseball stadium's wall calendar for sale through TF Publishing. They're available at amazon.com, calendars.com, as well as your local Meyer Big Lots, Stop and Shop and more. I'll include all this info about how you can purchase one of my uh, calendars at my website, roundingthird.net. But for now, Anthony has a very exciting announcement to tell you all about. So uh, we're gonna have our first giveaway. It's a giveaway contest. Here, it's very simple. Uh, we are always looking for more trivia questions to ask our, our guests for, their, for the game that we play at the end. Um, so if you have any cool trivia questions about your favorite team or about any team that you love or anything, send them to us, please, at clubhousepodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at clubhousepod. And we will look through those. And if we wind up using one of your questions, we will give you a free signed wall calendar. And it will be signed by Manish, who was the photographer. He will sign the Detroit Tigers, Comerica Park picture. And I will sign the Wrigley Field picture because I am a diehard Cubs fan. So send us your questions, please. And uh, good luck. If you are a new listener to the Clubhouse podcast, welcome. For more great baseball conversations, take a look at our archives, like our chat with the hysterically funny comedian, Jimmy Pardo. Jimmy is the host of the Never Not Funny podcast and one of my comedy idols. In this clip, Jimmy discusses being in attendance to witness his beloved Chicago White Sox defeat the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim to win the 2005 World Series. It's so funny, we all converged behind the first base dugout up on the concourse. It was like, we all sort of like, we gotta get down there. Because we had club seats, mm. and so which were great seats to watch the game. It's like, well, we can't celebrate up here by ourselves. We gotta yeah. get down there. And it seemed like everybody had the same idea. So we all kind of were like behind the first base dugout up on the concourse. And then as soon as they won, we all ran down, yeah. and, you know, trying not to get punched by Angels sure, fans. Sure. And, uh, you know, the team was all coming out and, you know, running around and shaking up the champagne and all that. And it was, um, to me, it was a great day because I live here. Like, what are the odds that I live yeah. in the city where I get to watch my team clinch yeah, to go to the World Series? Like, I didn't have really to go sad. anywhere. I just, it, it happened in my backyard. The home base for the Clubhouse podcast is the Bergino Baseball Clubhouse located at 67 East 11th Street in New York City. Seriously, folks, this is without a doubt my favorite baseball spot in the country. From the baseball-inspired artwork on the walls to the one-of-a-kind memorabilia for sale and the amazing baseball fans that are just hanging out on the bleachers inside the store, this place is the best. If you can't make it into Bergino's in person, please visit bergino.com and pick up a gift for your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, really anybody in your life, or even just yourself. If you can make it in, make sure you mention the podcast and you'll get a free bag tag with any purchase. You can follow Anthony and I individually at Rounding Third MJ for me and at Albino Kid for Anthony. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week.